basketball is just beginning. That kid is on fire on catch and shoot threes right now. This is Utah Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Bounces to Gobert, and he rocks the pass Presented by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Now, it's time for a complete wrap of tonight's Utah Jazz game on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Welcome on in to the Jazz Game Night post-game show. Brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. The Jazz defeat the Sacramento Kings 123-101. to For more on tonight's game, let's head down and hear from Coach Quinn Snyder. You know, and, and when you do that, um, the basket gets bigger and everybody shoots the ball with confidence because they, they feel like they're supposed to. It's, there's never my turn. It's always our turn. When there was that uh, first possession, I think, after Mike subbed in where the ball moved around, it was like six or seven passes in a row. What are you thinking when you see that happen, especially just him coming in right like that? Yeah, it, it it's, you know, Mike Mike's as much a part of our group and, and kind of the the identity we've built, even though he, he's been out for a little bit, that's, that's who he is. And uh, I thought, he, you know, the bucket that he hit was a big bucket too. Um, it was a momentum play and it kind of gave us a little bit of a boost. But um, you know, it says a lot about him that you know, he's not thinking about him, about himself at all. Not that you know I would even expect that, but um, you know that's I think everybody that comes in the game is, as I said, trying to do something to help the team. And I thought in the second half too. Um, there was a point in the first half where we got a little bit. They, they put so much pressure on you in transition. And it happened a little bit in the second, too, where there was a period when Fox, um, you know, pushed the ball. And they went small. And I thought we did a good job of, you know, communicating through that stuff and, um, you know, playing in, in a unique situation defensively. Any other questions? I'm off the hook tonight. That's it. Okay. Uh, that's what happens when games kind of uh, explain themselves, Coach. That, that This one's not really the hardest game in the world to break down after the way the Jazz won this game tonight. No, it's based on gritty defense and ball movement. Uh, Quinn's talking about uh, where they stay connected uh, defensively when the uh, the Kings cut it to 14, and they went ultra small with uh, Corey Joseph, uh, Bondan, Bondanovich, Buddy Heal, Hamo- uh, Bielitsa and Justin James, and that's when Mike Kelly made that rhythm three. They moved the ball around, and that was a momentum play Quinn was talking about. Ultra small, the Jazz kind of punched that by ball moving and, and making a knockdown three. Bram Bondanovich, throughout the whole game, he was able to get his, get his footwork down, and he became a headache shooter because, Tony, he gave the defensive players a whole bunch of headaches as far as him making those jump shots. And Rudy was rim-rolling. So the Jazz had, it ro- Jazz had it going on both sides offensively where they were making the three-point shot. And Rudy was such a dynamic roller when the Kings were late in coverage, both on ball and it's also the tag defender. And Rudy was absolutely a force of nature in the lane. He caused so much chaos and the... Kings bigs 
and the help side defenders did not respond to that. And that's why Rudy had a, a really a spectacular game, all-around game. It's not his 28 points, but it's how he got his points as far as rolling and, co- and causing so much uh, energy and uh, chaotic state but for the help defenders of the Kings. All right, Utah's offense has been the best in the league for a little while now. I mean, there's a stretch of time there. I forget what it is, 16 games, something like that. How much of this is winning one-on-one matchups? How much of this has just been scheme? It's scheme, absolutely. Yeah. The Jazz just have a wonderful scheme as far as how they space the floor. In ball movement, it, all, it starts with initiation of, of continuously ball, of, of a spacing. And spacing, which means that the four players on offense are above the three-point line with their heels, and so which means now the floor's uh, elongated. Which now to help defenders now the extra two steps they have to give help and rotate back or switch on it. That creates so much of an openness that the Jazz are able to either shoot over the top of them or drive the ball to the basket. So Donovan Mitchell is absolutely spectacular when the floor is spaced and he's he's almost nearly in, impossible to guard one on one when he's got it rolling with his uh, with his uh, footwork with his drive game with what his shot creativity. All right. Uh, also with the Utah Jazz tonight, we talked about Bogdanovich ended up uh, with a total of 30 points, 28 for Rudy Gobert, 9 of 11 from the field. He was plus 32, higher than anybody else in the game. Clarkson off the bench with 28 of 13 from the field. Donovan Mitchell tonight, 6 of 18 from the field, ended up with 22 points. Those stats here tonight, your sharp stats of the game brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Also, don't forget the day after every Jazz win, home or away, Little Caesars is giving you a free pizza. Order one custom round multi-topping pizza through the Little Caesars app, and you'll receive a free at large extra most bestest pepperoni pizza using promo code Utah Jazz. Valid at all participating Utah Little Caesars locations. Mobile orders only. The Jazz get the win tonight, one twenty-three to one hundred one. When we come back, we'll hear more from Jazz players in the locker room. Uh, we'll also uh, take your feedback on this one on Twitter. I'm at Tony. Park's zone. He is at AP Lizer. Coach? G. Chiesa. Oh, my. C-H-I-E-S-A. G. Chiesa. Oh, my. Oh, my. Say it, Tony. Oh, my. I love it. Do I got to do kind of like the Dick Enberg style? Oh, my. You know? No, the Tony the Tony Park style. Okay. Oh, my. I love it. That's about, I mean, it's, it's about as good as it gets. All right. We'll continue to take uh, your feedback on this game as well. And uh, obviously hear from Jazz players in the locker room. Final score, once again, 123-2-101. Jazz get the win. Hey, go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. This is the Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Zone Sports Network. Welcome back to the Jazz Game Night Post Game Show, presented by Mark Miller Subaru, proud sponsor of the Post Game Show, reminding you that it's Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. The Utah Jazz win over the Sacramento Kings, 123 to 101. That is 16 out of 18 now for this team as they continue to battle in that Western Conference battle that will go on uh, realistically for the two, is what most other teams are fighting for. The Lakers, I mean, I know they're, they're not totally out of reach, but with the way that 
team plays, and they're 34-8 and eight at this point. Uh, it is very unlikely for teams to catch them. The Jazz 29-13 and 13 on the season, a half game back of the Nuggets, who are in the two, and uh, a half game back of the Clippers, who are in the three. With Coach Gordon Chiesa, I'm Tony Parks. Thanks so much for being with us here tonight. And, Coach, uh, tonight I was asking uh, Jordan Clarkson just how the hunger this team has to win each specific situation every every possession to win the next game to win the next day whatever it ends up being they seem to have that focal point the way you want to see it it's one of the reasons why i said i think that this is the best brand of jazz basketball in 20 years not i'm not saying that just like that i think they'll go to the finals or that it's it's not about the destination just this current 20 game stretch if you will has been, I believe, of the best quality when you look at all the ingredients that go in to making this such a winning team. And that's both sides of the ball, both offense and defense. They're connected. Everyone plays as a unit offensively. And defensively, with string connectivity, where all five guys are moving before the ball is passed, their their footwork is superior, and they're able to guard the dribbler by themselves. And when they play switch defense, they switch as far as in a tight situation, and they break them in a stance. And then Rudy, the two-time defensive player of the year, should be heading to third time defensive player of the year he's able to uh, alter shots and block shots and just generally speaking make it very ultra difficult for the drivers to finish over and around Rudy Gobert collectively the, the some parts of the Jazz are greater than any of individuality but with that said the Jazz have talent Tony so Joe Ingles is a talented guy Donovan Mitchell is a unbelievable young scorer that's a two-way player and Rudy Gobert is a, a, is a defensive force and then all the bookend shooters of Boyan Donjanovic and also with uh, George Niang and Royce O'Neal they have they really have a team the team is really constructed to winning the Utah Jazz gave up 34 points in the paint in the first half, just 18 in the second half. They outscored the Kings in the paint 56-52. And those points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 800-GO-C-E-R-T-A or visit CertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life. Speaking of, as we've talked about him tonight, Boyan Bogdanovich, he joins the media right now. What did you see that allowed you guys to get out that that hot? We kind of missed playing in a in a Vivian. We were in a row for a, for a long time, but once again, our defense was was on a point. Our our com- communication was great because there were there were times that uh, that I played with a uh, with a five smalls on the court, and uh, communication was key tonight. You said you missed playing here, but how about missing Conley and getting Mike back? I mean, he's he's huge for us. Just his his leadership being on, being on a court, even he's not rushing anything there's there's a lot of guys when they come back from from injury they're trying to get their back their rhythm hitting hitting the shots he's he just just being there and and and, and, and trying to involve involve all of us and, and be patient so it's big time for us to to have him back it has been a long time since you guys have lost it after you guys look is it the sort of thing where you guys talk about needing to get back on track or you just kind of do it just in our in our habits to, to to play hard, we are we kind of got a new a lot of new guys, but we are already already pretty pretty good adjusting on on, on that. And uh, let's 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 start another streak. It looks like when you guys first started, you know, you get up on teams, but let them back in. But tonight that wasn't the case. It was full throttle. 
It wasn't a kid. Rudy was was monster once again. Like I, like I mentioned before, they played with a four small, so he was he was great both uh, both offensively, offensively grabbing offensive rebounds and then defensively protecting protecting all of all of us. But like I said, our communication and then then we didn't foul foul them a lot. They had just less than less than 15 free throws, so that was that was big time. Regardless of how much Mike played tonight, isn't it just nice to have everybody kind of back and healthy? Nobody wants a teammate to have to sit out for a month. No, of course, especially knowing how how big is his uh, his impact on, on on our game. So it's like I say, it's great to have him just just be around us, be on a be on a bench, be on a be on a court. And in third quarter, they had that uh, that little run on on us, and he he hit a like like big three. So it's like I say, great great to have him around. With the Pacers coming into town on Monday, uh, any thoughts on facing your former team? No, I mean it's a game like like any <laughs> any other. They beat us over there, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough game. They play they play good basketball. They're one of the best teams in, uh, on the East. But if we play our game, if we play defense like we are playing last last month, it's it's gonna be we're gonna have we're gonna have a great chance to win the game. What is your offense right now? I mean, you're getting a lot a lot of open shots. I mean, just our our unselfishness. No matter no matter who is who is scoring or who is shooting the ball, we are moving the ball. We had a couple couple possession that we that we moved the ball like twice from one side to to another, hitting the hitting the tree. So we are just feeling great about the about all of us in, in the locker room. So. What a kid game. Just trying to be aggressive, like I say, moving the ball, a lot of lot of open open shots from uh, from corners, and then um, like I said, we don't we don't care who is who is scoring the ball, who is shooting, as long as as long as we are playing, we are playing good basketball. All right, guys, that's Boyan Bogdanovich. Back to you. Thank you. That's Amanda Smith down there in the locker room here tonight doing a great job. Mike Conley, I know that was Boyan Bogdanovich, but one interesting thing that Boyan pointed out was the communication. Mike Conley, before the season, said it can take a group about two-thirds of the season to have that non-verbal communication where it needs to be. Coach, in your years of being around the league and now analyzing this team, do you feel that this is a team that's ahead of schedule in that way? Yes, had a schedule by far. That those they understand each other. How to pass the ball, how to play help to help with defense, and that communication really is both verbal and physical. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, Tony, uh, it's eye contact, and then it's actually the words. When you're really a good team, you're an encourager, and you're an enforcer. I call that E and E. Encourager and enforcer. You enforce the team rules, a style of play, and the values of what, what the Jazz believe in, and you encourage your teammate when they're struggling as far as offensively or to have a difficult time, but we'll say, of uh, guarding an elite scorer with a, who has, a, a, has innate uh, ball skills. And that's what makes Jazz basketball so interesting because they play as a unit. And speaking of that unit, Tony, don't get the feeling that most times in Jazz basketball, that I call uh, community possessions, that the possessions are by community, mm-hmm. where everybody is moving the ball, they're cutting, they're spacing, they're respacing, and generally speaking, that they don't care who scores as long as we score, meaning what? The, the floor mates. And the Jazz are an ultimate team as far as all five participants play as floor mates in unity. Well, it, no one feels like it's their turn, is what Coach Snyder said. 
No one feels like it's their turn. It, it, as much as we'd like to think that that should be the case with every team, that doesn't always exist. Wasted possessions happen. People feel like they got to get their shot up to find their rhythm and find their game, and that just doesn't seem to be a part of this team's DNA. What's amazing about basketball is that when you don't think about shooting – the ball always finds you in rhythm. So when you're guarding, you're defending, you're being uh, physical, you're, you're, you're uh, taking on cutters with your upper chest, you have, you have superior technique. And by the way, the, what the Jazz have mastered is that they really don't foul Tony. And that's a huge component in jazz basketball of just not fouling a reckless, uh, put the other team on the foul line. And so much of uh, jazz defensively is that they're in position to give help. They guard in a stance, and just generally speaking, that they move their feet. Unlike the Kings tonight, where they commit, they commit fouls by just the opposite, where they didn't move their feet, they were out of position, and they just literally hip-checked or, uh, or body, uh, body throw down, uh, rim rolls, like Rudy to the basket, and it hurt them. The Jazz won the rebound war tonight, 47-37. to Safe light out of glass. The local vehicle glass expert is ready for the second half of Utah Jazz basketball for the 2019-2020 season, and they're proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe light auto glass, proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader, with all proceeds benefiting the neighborhood house. So 47-37 there, 123-101 on the big scoreboard. When we come back, we'll continue on with the Jazz Game Night postgame show, let you hear from some more players down there in the locker room. Don't forget to go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback, available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. 123-101, Jazz beat the Kings. You heard it all right here on The Zone Sports. Network. Back with the Jazz Game Night post game show right here on the Zone Sports Network. The Jazz defeat the Kings 123 to 101 with Coach Gordon Gies. I'm Tony Parks. Thanks so much for being with us tonight. And don't forget the Mark Miller Subaru, proud sponsor of the Jazz Game Night post game report, uh, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Coach, the Jazz are doing some things exceptionally well in this 18 game stretch. They're the number one offensive team with a rating of 119.2. The next team behind them, the Denver Nuggets, at 1. 16.9. Uh, in terms of defensive rating, they're at 11. Uh, so winning 16 out of 18, uh, and their defense is, is 11th. In terms of overall rebounding, they are 7th effective field goal percentage numero uno. But in terms of that rebound percentage, this was one of those nights where I felt like they soundly beat them down. They beat them by 10 on the boards. It felt like more. Very it much. It really did. Felt like if it was in the air, they were going to get it. Yes, and it starts with the uh, blocking out rebounds by everyone. But the Jazz perimeter players, Tony, when you really connect it defensively is when the perimeter defenders fly in there and get climbing rebounds as the big guys put a body and drive their opponents off the boards. So the Jazz perimeter players tonight, as far as their re- as rebounding, got a total of 20 rebounds. So Tony, 20 out of the 47 were done by our perimeter players, led by really Jordan Clarkson got five re- defensive rebounds as a as a wingman, and Joe Ingles got nine rebounds mm-hmm. as a as a two guard. And so the learning point about that is that. 
Rebounding Tony is deeply personal. Yes, there's, besides technique, which is absolutely critical, it comes down to mono a mono. How bad do I want the ball? Do I want to scrap for it? Do I want to get bounced around? Oh, by the way, I might get hit by a rogue elbow sometimes. Mm-hmm. But ro- Tony, emphasize rogue if you get my drift. Especially if you're short. Oh, very much. Like me. Well, it's irrelevant because, Tony, what you want to do is put a body on somebody yeah. and and, and uh, chase the ball down. Now, with the advent of so much three-point shooting, there's so many more missed shots that are now uh, floor rebounds. So the question is, can the Jazz perimeter defensive players or offensive players, can they chase down the long missed shots to get another possession offensively or gain the ball to start early offense after defensive rebounding, and so they play in lockstep. You can you win the respect of your teammates by by winning the majority of the mismatch blockout situations. Oh, yeah. That's when they really respect you in the locker room. Oh yeah, and speaking and 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 especially if you take a rogue elbow every now and again, you still get in there to try and get the rebound. You know, I'll take co- a hit and you, and you stay tough. Now, me, when I got hit in the face with a rogue elbow, I mean, that's no different than, you know, poking a hole in a flat tire. Who cares, right? Like, my goodness, you're not going to make me any uglier. But uh, for, for a lot of these guys, you know, they get hit in the face. It hurts. They got you, know, you take a shot somewhere, uh, especially when you're not as big as some of the guys in there. You're trying to push. Sometimes you're just trying to neutralize the defender, maybe, right? Very uh, much. Whatever it takes. Uh, but, but I think the... The commitment to it is absolutely the one thing. That's got to start there. But the other thing is is that the Jazz know how to rebound, exactly how to put a body on people. You can tell that they they have an unquenchable work ethic when it comes to the little things, and that's one of them. That's attention to detail. Remember, the ball does not know how tall you are, (laughs) your verticality. It doesn't know. I swear it does, because I I went, oh, anyway. (laughs) So Royce O'Neal at six foot six and a half, he plays bigger. And Joe Angles, that guy, the way he plays, Joe, is that he puts his body into the offensive player and drives him off the the boards. Mm -hmm. And that's what I call hip-to-hip rebounding. So you use your hips as far as leverage to drive the the rival off away from the ball, and then you re- react as far as your instincts. So much of rebounding, besides physicality, is instincts and footwork. Your base footwork is good. And the Jazz tonight, with the twenty rebounds by the perimeter guys, it really was advantageous, and it put it helps Rudy out. In, in jazz basketball, Rudy is the rock of Gibraltar because how he rebounds in traffic with people hang on him. But he needs help. As the Jazz go forward as against uh, severe competition, the Jazz need everybody to rebound by committee and do it with a smile. All right, speaking of doing stuff with a smile, Mike Conley. Always great to see him out there on the floor. Big smile from him as he was being introduced to the game. Jazz fans gave him a warm welcome. Mike Conley speaking to the media. For the first time in a month tonight. Man, uh, amazing. Amazing as always. Uh, a special place to play you know, in front of a great fan base like this. And um, I'm just excited to, to be out there, honestly. You know, two days ago, I didn't know when I was going to play again. So um, to, to get a, get some minutes out there with those guys and, and in front of the fans is, is awesome. How do you feel about the minutes tonight? Uh, it's, 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 you know, what can I, can I ask for? You know, two days ago, I wasn't playing. So, um, 15 minutes is, is a lifetime for me. Mike, right after you checked in, there was that play when the ball swung around. I think you had six or seven passes. Mm-hmm. It looked like everyone touched the ball. Can you kind of walk me through that, what you were thinking? Um, you know, that, that was that was jazz basketball you know, to the T right there. But um, 
for me, it was like, you know, I'm not going to be the one coming here and mess up all this stuff that we've got going. So I'm going to make sure we move that ball. And, um, and that's what we did. And, and that's just what we do. We find guys open and um, we make the unselfish play. I noticed after the timeout, uh, or you hit the three, there's a timeout, and you can hug like everyone on this team. What, like, what is it to have that kind of belief, that kind of support from, from your teammates? Um, man, we're a family. And, you know, those are my brothers. And, um, they mean everything to me. They're the ones pushing me through, even when you know I'm not able to be there with them because you know the way the last month has been. Um, they've supported me through it all. They've kept me involved, and just to see that support, you know, constantly is is something that you don't find on most teams. So, um, you know, that's why we are who we are. What's the process like from here going to your kind of regular slate of minutes? Um, I honestly haven't talked to. Uh, training staff or coach about the the plan yet um, I was just informed about today's plan just literally like it shoot around so um, I'm just trying to figure it out from here to connect also with Rudy Gobert for that huge dunk tonight I mean that was fun what was that like for you oh it's great you know it's great you know that guy's been playing you know like an all-star all year uh, as well as Don and Bogey and um, to be involved in a play like that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome because you just know that he's capable of making, you know, you look good at any, any point in the game. So um, I'm just happy for him. The way the league works, you only get so many cracks at the, the best teams in the East. So with Indiana coming in here on Monday, is that a, a really nice opportunity for this group? Uh, yeah, it, it will be. You know, we we've, uh, we feel like we're in a good place and, and what we've been able to accomplish in the last few weeks. But... Um, to get a very good team like Indiana coming into our home is going to be a very important game for us and um, just a, a test that, that we haven't had in a while. You guys have the vote coming up, but <coughs> what, do you, watching Rudy and Donovan up close, should those guys be all-stars and why? Why? Oh, no question. <laughs> you, you know, you, yeah. you know what's going on right there with Don. But, uh, is it Don? Yeah, it's Don. But uh, definitely, definitely. Those guys, um, I mean, I don't see how you can, you can leave them off. The way they've been playing, the way they've been leading uh, this team to you know ten straight wins, and you know up there in the top of the West, and um, there's so many things down the line you can talk about, but those guys deserve it. All right, that's Mike Conley. Back to you. Thank you so much, Amanda, down there in the locker room, doing a great job tonight. Uh, your thoughts uh, on Mike Conley's performance uh, and what you watched in his 15 minutes on the floor? Productive. He had fluidity. He moved the ball. He didn't over-dribble. He made a terrific uh, pocket pass roll to Tony Bradley when he first got into the game. And then when the the Kings fought back within 14, they went ultra-small, and the Jazz were um, moving the ball. Mike Conley hit a late-clock three-point dagger Mm -hmm. that took the energy out of the at that time, the Kings told me they could cut it down to single digits, but Mike Conley did not cooperate. The, the effort was good by Mike Conley. He's a good player, and the Jazz need him to, uh, to, be a, to be a shot maker. He's one of the best guys in the NBA, Tony, to shoot competently off the wrong foot when he penetrates. So we call that a wrong-footed layup shooter. He's mastered <laughs> it, where he's left-handed, shoots with his, uh, with, his right, with his right leg and his right hand, and that freezes the shot blockers. And that's why he is uh, really—Mike Conley's really wicked smart, the way he plays. Yeah. Yeah, wickedly smart. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, Wicked Smart. I mean, you know all about that, uh, being from the Northeast. Wicked Smart is a—, a that, that's high praise. I mean, that's serious praise. Yes, it is. That means you're like a 34 ACT. 
You know? Okay, don't go. That's academically. I'm talking about basketball. <laughs> I know, life. I know. But, um, but for the basketball equivalent, right? If there was an ACT for basketball, you'd be like 34. Yeah, and add to that. So, yeah. so besides my, so is Joe Ingles. So Joe also, so Joe is also wickedly smart. Besides, besides crazy slow in a good way. Yeah. And so Joe has a lot of different attributes that makes him such a unique player. Like for example, tonight he gets he gets 12 assists, and it, so Jazz. All these shot making by the Jazz and Rudy was a dynamic rim, rim roller, but Joe Joe had 12 assists. He was the guy that was the soul of the team as far as performance. Uh-huh. Sometimes he'll have 27 points and knock down six of eight threes. Sometimes he'll go one for seven from the floor, but he'll give you 12 dimes. He won't hurt you out there on the floor. He'll be a plus 17 and uh, just overall being a productive player on this team and a, pr- a really efficient night uh, tonight for the Jazz. 50.6% from the field. Uh, they only shot, let's say, 33.3% from three, which isn't bad. But the bigger thing, they got up 42 three-pointers. That's their big thing. I mean, if you're going to shoot and make a third, get up 40-plus. And, and their numbers, if I remember right, are terrific when they get up 40-plus uh, in that way. 23 of 24 from the free-throw line. You definitely like to see that. Rudy Gobert, 10 of 11. We'll hear from Rudy here a little bit later on. But right now, Ru- uh, Donovan Mitchell speaking to the media. Um, it's great to have him back, man. You know, he's obviously, you know, played, what, 15 minutes. But, you know, he, he was out there, you know, first pass. You know, first play was a nice pass. It's only, like you see, he hasn't missed a beat. Uh, the biggest thing I noticed, you know, is just his competitiveness on the defensive end. You know, um, obviously. Obviously, you know, he didn't really shoot the ball too much, but, you know, he competed, you know, and that's great to see him back. We see him out there and um, we'll get him back in the rhythm and I'm glad to have him back. What stands out about the way you guys are playing on offense, especially in that first quarter? Yeah, uh, I think just for us, just moving the ball, continuously moving it, you know, Rudy down there being such a threat and opens it up for us, you know, having him down there, being able to finish in the, in the paint uh, makes our lives a lot easier. Donovan, speaking of ball movement, there was that possession where the ball ran around like six or seven times. Mm-hmm. And it ended with Royce hitting you for the three. Mm-hmm. Walk me through what you're seeing on a play like that. Oh, man, it happened more than once. You know, obviously, I think uh, JC missed one too. But um, you know, at the end of the day, we're all making the right plays. Um, I think that's that's the best part. You know, just being able to make the right reads and being unselfish. That's what that's what makes us who we are as a team. You know, guys trying to find each other and trying to make the right play. And you know, it's um, I think did it did it start with me and end. Did I start the first part? I don't, I don't remember. Anyway, like, um, but I think it's just, you know, it's just a, it's a representation of the guys we have and the team we have because, you know, we had multiple times where we could have taken the layup or taken a shot, but, you know, always wanted to make the extra play, and that stands out for sure. And how much that is going to be emphasized because you guys have Mike back and he's a guy yeah, that can It's going to be down. huge because now it's like, you know, we have another facilitator. We have another guy who can make catch-and-shoot threes at a, high, at a high rate. So now it's like even more of a threat, you know, and I think that's what's going to be uh, really special. I would say before you know this this game or before the last eleven games earlier in the season, you guys would get these big leads, but then teams would come back yeah. in. That's yeah. different now. What do you see that's happening there with you guys? The, little, the focus, doing the little things, um, even towards to the end where Rajon taking the charge. You know, like just being able to stay mentally locked in, stay focused. They made a little push. You know, they they have the tendency to do that. They've done it against the Suns. They've done it against the Mavericks. You know, they've done it many times. So for us to be able to withstand the run and then be able to push back was huge. You guys obviously, well, you guys took zero shots between the paint and the arc tonight, like straight up zero. On the mid-range? Uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Is that, was um, that a, uh, how did no, that happen, I, mean, I guess? No, I mean, I think it's, it's a matter of coverage, you know, especially for me. Like, you know, I shoot those uh, a yeah. lot. You know, I think it's a matter of those weren't the looks that were there, you know, and to be honest, um, when the big is up, that's why, you know, he had, I think, three had like 10 or 12 in the first, like, 
five, six minutes because, you know, the big was up, and that's that's the threat we have. You know, it doesn't matter if it's somebody down there. You know, at the end of the day, he's seven feet. Just throw it up there. He go gets it. And then on top of that, we make the corner pass, you know. Um, I think that's what they want to take the mid-range away. They want to take that threat away. We have another counter, and that's what's so great about this team is being able to have different counters to, to defensive adjustments. Midway point, uh, what's your assessment on where the team is at and how you've um, progressed? We're doing all right. We have more we can do uh, for sure. Um, you look at some, we obviously had a, a great streak, but you know, there's things that we can definitely improve on. Um, uh, all across the board, you know, I think we're all playing at a great level, but we could definitely improve. And then when Mike comes back, we can improve into an even higher level. And that's not just on the offensive end, on the defensive end, communicating certain things and just being able to be honed in on the little things as much as we can. Indiana's one of the best in the East, and you get them on Monday, that's got to be something to look yeah, forward to. Yeah, uh, for sure. You know, uh, we've had, you know, we remember playing them when we had the little rough stretch, you know. Um, so we owe them one. You know, they're they're playing really well. Sabonis is, and, and or Brogdon, you know, are all-stars. You know, I think that's that's going to be a big challenge, you know, for the guards and uh, for, for, the, for the bigs with Sabonis and then for us with Brogdon down there. And then also can't forget about T.J. Warren, who's playing at all-star level. So they, they got guys who are really talented. So we've got to go out there and be able to um, combat that, you know, and continue to play the way we've been playing. You know, if we do that, we'll be in good shape. Thanks, Donovan. Appreciate it. That's Donovan Mitchell. Back to you guys. Hey, thank you, Amanda. Uh, a completely different version of the Utah Jazz from the last time they played Indiana to this next time coming up on Monday. But overall, what were your thoughts on what you heard from Donovan? That he's, he's, he's really excited about the team and Mike Conley coming back. He knows that it's not one player. It's all the players. They, they need each other. And that's the sign of a maturity by Donovan. He is absolutely an elite scorer. He's a terrific one-on-one player, but he doesn't force things. And that's his development. And, you know, what makes Dom so interesting is that he has, a, a, I call it, a, a escape of velocity where he can escape uh, trouble and make plays and he helps his teammates score on perimeter and he's, he talked about um, not really getting the ball uh, taking the ball to the basket because he hit, he hit Rudy on the rim run as far as in a high pick and roll and so what the Jazz did tonight, and Donovan was alluding to, is that they took the shot that the defense gave them and they didn't rush it and that's a sign of mental maturity Usually speaking, as the years go on, offensively, the, the game slows down for you. That you see things happening versus trying to rush it. And that's what Donovan is right now. And, and Mike Conley has that. So does Joe have that. And Rudy and Boyan and all the other uh, gang are trying to develop that. And that makes the Jazz basketball, as they go forward, so much interesting. They have so much more growth to do. They're, they're a really good team now. Mm-hmm. Trying to visualize them, Tony, three months from now. All right. The Utah Jazz, as we mentioned, 14 out of 42 from three. 10 of 26 for the Sacramento Kings. The three-point takeover brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. When we come back, give you our final thoughts, get you ready for the Jazz and the Pacers coming up on Monday, and we'll hear from Rudy Gobert as well. Don't forget to go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at Mark Miller MillerSubaru.com. The Jazz 123, the Kings 101. You heard it all right here on the Zone Sports Network. (laughs) 
Welcome back to the Mark Miller Subaru postgame show. The Utah Jazz get the win 123-101. to And don't forget, Mark Miller Subaru is Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. With the coach, Gordon Chiesa, I'm Tony Parks. The Jazz get the win by 22. One guy who scored 28 was Rudy Gobert. He spoke to the media after the game. And, uh, it's been a long time, so it's you know it's always great to, to head back. And you know we know what it brings to the table as a as a playmaker, as a leader. You know uh, all the things he can bring to the team. So it's it's great to have him back. Donovan mentioned it's you know it's something you don't see is how hard he plays on defense. I mean, is is his defensive game something that you guys really kind of needed? Yeah, you know I mean he's like I said he has experience. You know he competes on every play, and uh, you know we need we need him. And simple, you know, if you want to, like I keep repeating, if you want to go as far as we want to go, which is winning championship, we is a, is a key key piece of what we do. So, you know, we didn't want to rush him, but it's great to have him back. You had 10 of the first 21 points. What was working early on the pick and roll? I just try to be aggressive and, you know, all the guys did a great job finding me. Uh, I think Donovan, Joe, uh, Mike, when he came in, you know, all these guys, you know, they, they were looking for me and, uh, and uh, you know, just had to finish, basically, or get offensive rebounds. Kings had a couple of stretches where they cut it, the lead down to 12 or 14, and then you guys responded each time with the run. What kind of enabled you guys to do that, whereas maybe in the past you might not have been able to? I think we they made a few runs when we lost focus, especially on uh, transition defense. Uh, they, they made a few threes and they had a few layups. <laughs> of uh, a lack of focus, but we were able to turn it around pretty fast and we didn't allow them to, you know, cut it back to 10 or, you know, get closer to the game. So still a lot of work to do, but uh, I like the way we we stay focused throughout the whole game. Rudy, as an observer on the play where the ball swung around, it had like six or seven passes and then hit Donovan in the corner for the three. What are you thinking when you see a play like that? I think it just gives a boost to everyone. You know, uh, the bench, the crowd, the players on the court, everyone is involved. And and also it's hard for the defense. You know, they, they chase people around for almost 24 seconds. It's just uh, demoralizing for them. So it's a, it's a huge play. You know, we need, hopefully we get more and more of these because it's really uh, our identity and that's the team we want to be. What would you say to Tony after that dunk in the fourth quarter? Uh, what did you I say say to yeah. <laughs> I said I told him never seen it. Uh, I said I was, you know, it was exciting. It was exciting to see him duck on someone. It doesn't happen a lot. Hopefully, it's going to happen a lot after today. What are your thoughts on Indiana coming in on Monday? That's one of the best in the East coming into your house. I think we haven't beat them for a while, so you know we're going to have to be ready. And uh, you know, and they're a very tough team, very talented, well coached. So you know it's going to be a going to be a battle, but we're going to be ready. There's a lot of games left, but what is this sort of series of success you guys are having say about the growth of this team from the beginning of the season? I mean, it says that we're a team that that is hungry, and we had uh, high goals. You know, we we have uh, high expectations, and we want to you know we want to play and keep getting better, so we can get these expectations you know so we know it's uh, it's a long season we had a few injuries but all the guys that stepped in you know has, have been great for us uh, and as a group I really feel like we're coming together you know we're playing as a team the defense is getting better and better and uh, you know it's it's fun to play 
that way and win games. That's the whole, that's the whole part of it, you know, winning games. All right, that's Rudy Gobert. Back to you guys upstairs. I thank you. Amanda Smith doing a great job in the locker room tonight. Thanks for her great work. You can check out all those interviews in their entirety, 1280thezone.com. Coach, it has been a little while since the Jazz played the Indiana Pacers, but make something very clear. The Jazz feel like a very different team from November 27th till today. Yes, they are, and it's led by... The whole unit as far as how they play collectively, that they, they are a bunch of players that really genuinely like to, to uh, perform as a unit. They have defensive integrity. They play both sides of the ball. They have the vertical game and the horizontal game where they play, on, they play up in the air to try to challenge shots, but they play also on the ground as far as what? Mm-hmm. The guard, the dribbler. So they have the best of both worlds. And they're going to be challenged, though, Tony, against the uh, Indiana Pacers. The Pacers are old school, and that's a compliment. Here's just some quick things about the Pacers. They take the least, the least three-point shots in the NBA. Per game, only 27.5. Yet, they're sixth in the NBA in assists. They're pass happy. They're seventh in the NBA in least points allowed at 106.3. They shoot accurately. Those guys shoot straight. Mm-hmm. They're third in the NBA, shooting 47.2 field goal percentage. And here's the best of all. they third in the NBA in least turnovers committed. So they only average 12.9 per game. So the illustration about this is that they don't beat themselves, that they execute what they do. And they are absolutely a physical team, very similar to the Jazz. The roster is tremendous as far as who they have. And let's not forget, their, their lightning rod all-star hasn't played in over a year uh, Victor Oladipo, who will not play against the Jazz on Monday night, he had the uh, ruptured uh, tendon, tendon of his right knee. Mm-hmm. He hasn't played since last January 23rd. So it just shows you he's been out a, a, about a whole year. And when they get him back with Malcolm Browdry, hit some just quick guys as far as the matchups. So now the three main guys that they have all, all are really ball skills and they're tough. For example, Malcolm Broderick, he's an all-star. He's averaging 17.7 points per game, 7.5 assists, 4.5 rebounds. Mm -hmm. So Donovan's going to be absolutely challenged, and so will Joe Ingles. T.J. Warren, former Phoenix Suns, he got a, he got a new life, a new lease with Indiana Pacers. He's their leading scorer. We thought one time with the Suns, etc., that he did he, he hardly ever passed the ball and shot really uh, misguided. Well, with this team, he's shooting 50.9 field goal percentage and 18.1 points per game. And then the Gonzaga flash via Lithuania, Domitas Sabonis. I know his dad very well when he played against the Jazz, to say the least. Uh-huh. He's absolutely a force inside. That guy plays so hard. He, he's mastered the art form of hip-to-hip. Here's some quick numbers, Tony. Averaging 17.9 points per game, 12.9 rebounds. So he's in a battle, Rudy, in the lane as far as physicality, and he shoots 53.2% from the floor. So the, the, the whole total—this is like a playoff game. Now, the— um, Pacers play tomorrow night in Denver. 
So the Pacers in their world, they're playing against the second uh, best team in the uh, uh, West on record now as far as the Nuggets, and then follows that are the Jazz and the Clippers. And so they have a two-set two, uh, series of back-to-back games. Yeah. They'll be ready, but so will the Jazz. Well, in the last 18 games, the Nuggets are the second best offense in the NBA. The Jazz are the first. They play them in back-to-back games. The Nuggets in that 18-game stretch, or excuse me, the uh, the Pacers, they're the 29th best rebounding team in that 18-game stretch. Now, th- back to your point, they take care of the ball better than anybody. They have a better assist-to-turnover ratio. They do these things. They, they do some things to eliminate losing. Offensively, 12th. Defensively, 14th. In that window, the weird thing about this matchup, though, Coach, the last three times the Utah Jazz have faced them, twice last year, once this year, they've been handled. Handled. Uh, this team can give them problems. So I think when, when some people say, hey, it's kind of an obscure Eastern Conference team, second night of a back-to-back, what, what can we really – I think we can discover a lot about just how far this team has come because this is a team that has been more than a thorn in their side. They've yeah. embarrassed the Jazz before. They're physical. That the, they know how to play the game, so they're, they're going to try to schematically slow down some of the Jazz sets. For example, so Sabonis on the high pick and roll with Rudy rim runs to the basket, Sabonis is going to probably stay on Rudy's body much longer. And now, so Rudy's got to try to elevate with someone taking him on a mano a mano. And if they do uh, step out in a pick and roll and Rudy rolls to the basket, there's going to be a tag defender mm-hmm. that's going to really take Rudy on. So now the counterpunch that is that. That the, from jazz basketball, that that now gives the corner a pa- kickout pass to the corner to Boyan or to Joe Ingles, whoever, whoever's making the play, into a, into a, a driving closeout situation. It's going to be a good battle. The, these games are good for the Jazz. I love and let's it. I forget, Tony. Also on Monday is Dr. King's holiday, so there's even more of a, a special a, a, a reverence right now. Where Martin Luther King uh, a National Day on Monday. So for the fans right now, let's enjoy it. A very very special day, no doubt. Twenty seven and fifteen. That's Indiana's record. As of right now, they have won four in a row. Chicago, Philly, and then Minnesota. Minnesota has been that four-game win streak. And for the Jazz, they have this game against Indiana. Then it's at Golden State. Let's see they're a lot better then. And then, oh yeah, it goes Dallas, Houston, at San Antonio, at Denver, at Portland, Denver, Portland, at Houston, at Dallas, Miami, all-Star break. That is an incredible run there. So while people have pointed out that the schedule has been light, uh, they won't be able to say that for very uh, very much longer. That is this, correct. This is going to be a great battle here coming up night in and night out. Very much. With that said, though, so the Jazz are 23-4 and four against teams that are below 500. But the learning point about that is they knocked them out. So a lot of times you could be a good team and against some of the lesser teams you are not focused. You lose by one or two where you're careless. But the Jazz did not do that. That the Jazz, historically speaking, they've been focused, and with that record of 23 and 4, that gives them a lot of confidence, and that gives it a chance for in Jazz basketball to iron out some of the things that they've got to work on. And the, the best scenario is when you're, you're winning and you still got to work on things. And that's how you really improve as a group right now, and that's Jazz basketball. All right. Utah Jazz basketball is also 16 and 2 in their last 18 games. Coach, this was fun. Let's do it again sometime. Thanks, Tony. Stay well. Yeah, it was great. Uh, for those of you 
uh, tuned in all night long. Thank you very much for being a part of the Jazz Game Night postgame show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, reminding you to check out the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. And then uh, on top of that, our thanks to everybody for tuning in tonight, for being a part of the postgame show, to Adrian Lizer on the other side of the glass, to David Locke and Ron Boone on the call, to Coach Gordon Chiesa and Amanda Smith doing a marvelous job in the locker room. Our final thought left with you this evening includes the assist numbers, which we did talk about, the percentages, uh, but the actual numbers for that tonight included 20 assists tonight on 42 made baskets for the Sacramento Kings. For the Jazz, 24 assists on 43 made baskets. Those assist numbers brought to you by the Larry H. Miller dealerships driven by you. Just make sure to check out uh, the new app to make sure to take a look at all of the best vehicles that are there for you. And don't forget that throughout the Utah Jazz season, Larry H. Miller dealerships donating $50 for each assist to Larry H. Miller charities. We are driven by you. Thanks once again for tuning in. The final score of the Utah Jazz 123, the Sacramento Kings 101. This has been Utah Jazz Basketball on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 